All right, we're live. What's up, everybody? This is Omar from the Third Rail with my main man, um, my partner in crime. Oh, from the great state of Mississippi is DeAndre. What's up, my brother? How are you? Uh, another another great day, another great week. Uh, yeah. Seems uh, as as our viewers can see, we're a little short-handed this week, but that's okay. A one-on-one between the between the owners is always okay. What is it? I don't understand what you said. I said, oh. um, I said, and our viewers can see that we're a little short-handed this week, but a good yeah. one-on-one between the owners is always okay. Yeah, no, it's good. We could have a nice conversation instead of last week. Last week was like crazy at the end. She she went nuts like with that girl. Oh, the, the, I mean, uh, uh, Madeline. I know, I know her, but wow, she was just too. She was. Oh, she it was came- she came, home. Home. she came in for a fight. She didn't come to debate. <laughs> so what's going on? How how was uh, your life this week? What did you do this week? Did you ever see that movie? Did you go see that movie? You said you're gonna see. Uh, yeah, gonna I yeah, I went watched it. Went watched it three times actually. Wait, uh, same day? No, not the same day. Uh, oh. Went to watch it on the Sunday, and then the following Monday, and then I watched it last Saturday because. Uh, I went to watch it for myself because like my friends kept canceling on me, and then I went on a date to go watch it again because they're like, "Oh well." And then uh, Saturday, my friends uh, they finally showed up, so then we went to go watch it again. So I've watched it three times, and I've made a review of it, but I didn't like the review, so I haven't posted it yet. Plus, I was waiting for my friends to, to watch the movie before I made a review of it because I didn't want them to listen to the podcast and get spoiled. How was the crowd? How was the movie theater? Was a lot of people? I mean, is life beginning to become normal? It depends on what time you went. Uh, on the first, the first night that I went, which was a Saturday, which was the first Saturday that I went, no Sunday that I went, was packed. There was only like one seat available by the time I bought my ticket. When I went on Monday, I went on. Uh, uh, this is why I love going to the movies on a Monday. <coughs> and there was nobody there. I went on a Monday at eleven o'clock at night, so nobody was there. And, <coughs> Um, oh, it was it was a good it was a good movie. It's entertaining, uh, a very entertaining movie. <laughs> However, in my opinion, um, I I give it uh, a seven seven <laughs> gold blooms out of a possible ten gold blooms. So it's, it's, I give it a seven out of ten. You know what my problem was when I used to go to the movie theaters? Uh, <laughs> two things just happened to me: either I fall asleep all the time. Or I drink the Pepsi and I go to the bathroom a lot, a lot, a lot. I can't handle the <coughs> the big, uh, <coughs> excuse me. <laughs> and I go to the bathroom. I never enjoyed a movie my whole life in the movie theater. Never. I was see, I always fall asleep. I used to see, take my I, kids. I don't. I don't take drinks with me. Like I'll I'll get the sugary the sugary drink, but uh, but if I get the sugary drink, I have to get the popcorn with all the salt because the salt helps <laughs> suck up all you know the piss and stuff. But yeah. most, for the most part, I do my eating before I go to the movies so that I don't have to get up and keep missing the movie. And if it's a movie that I really want to see, like Jurassic World Dominion, for example, I don't want to get up and have to go to the bathroom. Uh, oh, I, so I so I'll use the I'll use the bathroom and I'll eat before I go so I don't have to worry about especially because the price of yeah. the concession stand is ridiculous. How, how, how much is a ticket these days? I haven't like in twenty years now. Um, weekday tickets was, was like seven dollars twenty five cents. Uh, okay, that's not bad. Saturday Saturday tickets is like ten dollars or something, but it really depends on the movie though. 
Uh, I think you guys got a different prices in Mississippi. I'm, I wanted to bet you in New York. It's like $20, uh, $18 each. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, but uh, you guys probably have better movie theaters now. Oh, yeah, yeah. When I used to go to the movies, especially uh, uh, the weekend, if there's a new release, you have all these people that move with these kids. Everybody got the popcorn stand. I mean, it's full to the tilt. And you know what I like about sometimes the movie theaters are is when the when, when the crowd gets involved, like they go, <gasps> or they clap when the guy always go, oh, or they laugh like if it's a, it's a funny movie and everybody laughs at the movie theater. You know what I'm trying to say? Yeah. Here? See, yeah. I I hate that part of going to the movies. Yeah, I like yeah. when I go to the movies, I want to be able to just absorb everything on the big screen. And when people yeah. was in there all doing the clapping and stuff, I'm like, hey, stop clapping! I'm trying to see. I I, I don't want to miss something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I don't watch no more. I tried to watch the other day. Batman was on uh, HBO Max. It was so fucking. Excuse my language. It was so slow. The beginning, he was crying. The guy died. The mayor, whatever. I fell asleep. The same thing. I fell asleep right away through the whole movie. And I just, uh, you know, I, just, I don't watch no more movies like that. I just don't have the patience for movies like I used to. Because we live in a, in a day of everything is instant. Like, oh, what did Twitter say? Oh, what did this say? Oh, what's on my Facebook feed? Oh, what happened? Oh, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah I, think, like, I yeah. think we've gotten too accustomed to these short videos on YouTube. You know, the 15-minute videos. The 10 -minute I, videos. I, yeah, I, I spend my time me, on YouTube. Me, personally, I the longer... The content is as long as it's enter as long as it's entertaining and something that I find interesting. Yeah. The longer it is, the better it is for me. But you know it what? has to be something that I like. Let me see. How's my sound? You hear me good? Yeah, I can hear you all right. Okay, because I put the mic closer this week. I thought it would be better. Okay, what I'm gonna tell you. Um, what I was gonna say, we we're talking about what the movie, right? Shit. Yeah. I had something interesting to say, and it just skipped my mind. Um, talking about Batman, right? Oh, what I like to watch. I, I watch YouTube all day, and I have this habit. I have a bad habit. Uh, I love, uh, uh, like, uh, um, crime story shows, like, uh, you know, like real crime, like Dateline, like Snap, like uh, uh, JAC, you know, Jim Can't Swim, you know, the one on, on YouTube. You know, when people make, commit a crime, then they have to find, they got to catch them. And I always love the ending. I want the ending. The guy has to get caught. If the guy's not caught, I feel like I, 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 I spent too much I wasted my time watching that show. And what I found out, I'm going to be honest with you, this is going to be weird because, I, I, you know, I've been watching them for years. I mean, I watch them 24 hours a day. It just, I don't know. I'm addicted to that. I don't smoke. I don't do so. I got that. The crimes are different between blacks and whites. Most of the whites kill for equity. Like uh, they, want, they don't want to get a divorce, but they want to keep the house or they have high life insurance. They want to, they want to get collected. Every time it has to do with equity, money, 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 money. While the black has to do with like domestic violence, uh, uh, uh jealousy, maybe it, it hasn't because they, what I'm trying to say here, I know it sounds weird, it's not racist or anything because they, they don't have no equity. What, what are they gonna fight over a fucking apartment or something like that? They, they don't believe in life insurance, so that's what these white people rich, uh, they, they'd be married for 20 years, the husband has a million dollar, uh, Life insurance policy, and, and they kill them, and they like, and everybody is going, you're going to get caught. I mean, it's not an original idea. Everybody did this shit before, and the, the police know about that. So that's what I found out. I said, fuck it, I could write an, uh, a thesis on, uh, on this stuff. How uh, crime, even crime, is economic uh, uh, based on uh, equity, based on wealth. Uh, and the majority was is white people will kill them for money. They, if they, they don't want to get a divorce. They want to keep the house and the kids. And they see the wife as a fucking hindrance and they just get rid of her. Or the opposite. You understand? Or the wife, you know, doesn't. Want, it's all about money at the end of the day. 
Does that make any sense to you? What I'm saying here? Well, when I when I follow the data, I see it a little bit differently. Yeah. Uh, but but it does um, it does sort of spit in the face of the idea of solve the economic crisis, solve the crime. Yeah. Because you know that's that's what everyone's always like. Oh, well, black people are in this problem because they don't have any money. They so they have to continue to do it. Well, the the crimes that they're committing are not crimes that are related to money. No, uh, for the most for the most part, and uh, and this and it's the same thing for for most whites uh, yeah. as well. But when you're but when you're looking at it, uh, larger crimes that involve money, it's usually people who have money uh, that are getting caught up in those in those traps and in those uh, schemes that they that they do and. You know, a lot of them, a lot of them make it so elaborate. These can you move your mic plans. a little bit away? Move your mic a little bit away because you saw, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay, that's better. Yeah, okay, go ahead. Yeah, but you know, a lot, a lot of these uh schemes and plans that they have, I mean, my gosh, yeah. that you know, you, you, would, you would expect to see it in a movie with, with the way some of these people scheme and make these. Plots and stuff up together, it's yeah. surreal sometimes. It is crazy. They the killer. They call it. Uh, all these people there. I'm sorry. Is this people writing? Because I can't see that good. I got these new glasses. These are tripping glasses, but they're only they're only good for outside. You understand? But uh, uh, my, my wife said I look cool with them, so I have to wear them. What's up? Is there anything interesting right there? Hello, Amma. Hey, what's up? Yeah, we just started the show here. We're talking about the little, uh, the crazy stuff there. Uh, okay. Uh, the Supreme Court. Oh, we're going to get to that. We're going to get to that. Okay, so uh, so you understand what I'm saying? So uh, when I was watching this show is, and I see how, how people go through a lot of shit, and they end up losing everything. They end up get, going to jail. The father's dead. The mother goes to jail, and the kids become orphans, and everything. You know what I'm saying? Uh, and with, you know they have the police when they get the interview with them. If I show you the video, I was gonna put a video day. Which one? Told, which one is telling the truth? Because they beat, they they cry and wail. They the killer. They killed her, the husband. She's crying like you know. Oh my husband, I love him. Bring him back to me. Uh, yeah, bring him back. You just killed the son of a bitch. Uh, I mean, we saw you. You know. So anyway, um. Yeah, I and mean, you know, in watching those things and in watching. Uh, different types of body language and stuff like that to examine lies and things of that nature. It's it's a fun hobby of mine too. I like to watch body languages and the way people talk to, to pick apart whether they're telling the truth or not. Yeah, I don't know your your, your microphone today is like do do do. It's not. I'm not getting your clear uh, voice. You understand? Okay, okay. Yeah, oh, I'll, I'll I'll I'll, I'll move oh, 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 out of the way. Yeah, I'll lower it a little bit because I'm you know. Which uh, is like a heavy bass. So uh, okay, we discussed oh. that. Oh yeah, that's because I've got my sound bar hooked up to it, and my I have my bass turned up. I'll just turn it down a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Because uh, the first five ten minutes is highly understood. So do you watch those shows? Do you like those shows? That uh, those crime shows, those crime story shows? I, I don't watch them very much. Um, I used to watch them a lot, uh, but for the most part, if I'm watching TV, which I don't really watch TV, TV. Yeah. TV plays, yeah, and I and I listen because uh, right. most most of the time when I'm watching television, right, right, right. I'm wa I'm watching interviews, I'm watching documentaries, I'm watching something educational. So there's yeah. never there's never a real reason for me to look at TV. You know, I, I just listen to it. 
I was watching, uh, uh, what's his name? Thomas Sowell? Is that Sowell? Uh, the black uh, conservative? What's his name? Yeah, Dr. Thomas Sowell. He's a, a communist. Yeah, he's, he, he was talking about the life of Karl Marx and all that stuff. Is he communist? Uh, is he a socialist? Uh, no, he he was. A, uh, the thing about the thing about Tom, Dr. Thomas Sowell is, is yeah. when he was younger, around my age, yeah. He was a Marxist, just like the Black Lives Matter people, just like oh, most of the yeah. people on the left. Yeah. He was a, he was a Marxist, and yeah. what what you know after even taking Milton Friedman's cor- course on economics in the University of Chicago, he was still yeah. a Marxist. Right, and right. what cha- what changed him was one one summer working for the government, and that's what changed the whole thing when he realized that the problem is that the government is creating all of the problems that they continue to try to say that they're going to solve. Right. So okay. Um. So you want to discuss what um, Clarence Thomas? You want to start there? There. Well, I guess since we're since they've already asked about Supreme Court uh, issues, um, you know, the left's hatred of Clarence Thomas has been present since the nineteen eighties. Um, it, it's never stopped. They don't like black people that think for themselves. They don't like black people that that don't need the white person to give them an opinion to believe in and the left shows their hatred and their racism and which they show their true colors. The left has always been the most racist people in the United States and they show their true colors. You have the mayor of Chicago, uh, Lori Lightfoot, a Beetlejuice looking creature that she is sitting mm-hmm. out there screaming, uh, fuck Clarence Thomas. You have Whoopi Goldberg on the view, uh, sitting out there saying uncle Thomas, uncle mm-hmm. Clarence, you have, uh, all of these people out here just ragging Clarence Thomas as if he's the only person on the Supreme Court that had that made that decision. Even though Clarence Thomas and and many others have been talking about this for decades because of the constitutionality of it, and uh, I believe uh, Rhett talked about it. I can't remember which justice it was, but uh, he he brought up the example that. There was a justice back in the 80s who brought up the example of of Roe versus Wade. I don't want to talk about Roe versus Wade, but that's what most people are making all this racist crap coming from. Uh, He said, and this justice said that um, all of the legal dogma and the constitutionality about Roe versus Wade and the fact that it never had any laws and Congress never did anything. The only thing that it's going to do is cause confusion about the case down the line. And that's exactly what it, what's happened, because everybody that's upset about it doesn't know a damn thing about what Roe v. Wade actually is. They don't okay. they don't know uh, uh, what, what actually happens when something gets overturned by the court. And then they just sit there and they make these attacks. You know, you have people, uh, Maxine Waters, just sit there. She's talking about burning down. The Supreme Court's building. I mean, yeah, okay. she should be in jail. The, the issue they have with Clarence Thomas, I'm going to tell you what it is. It's not the issue of Roe versus Wade, whatever. When he wrote his opinion, his uh, majority opinion, he said uh, that the high court should revisit all cases built on similar legal footing, including cases that guarantee the right to contraception, uh, the right to same-sex marriage, so a lot of people said, uh, why don't we just go visit uh, um, Love and versus Virginia, you know, to, uh, to get at him? It's built on the same law. Or uh, like uh, that senator from fucking, excuse my language, from Texas, 
who responded to, uh, to Obama by saying we should revisit uh, Percy versus Ferguson. Surely that's racism. This is the, the this is the, the the not the junior senator, but the, not Ted Cruz, but the other the Cornyn or Cornyn. I don't know how to pronounce his name. So the issue here. Where do you stop? I mean, Clarence Thomas. Uh, not about where you stop. I mean, uh, you the, the the examples that you gave, which are really which are really fine examples, because they really go to the court to the, and to to the point of what the court is actually supposed to be about. I would not be opposed to revisiting any of those cases because if you follow the constitutionality as it is today and yes. as it was then, yeah. the only reason why we had a Plessy versus Ferguson or Brown versus Board of Education was yeah. because the court was stacked with people that were not constitutionalist, as we have probably today the most, uh, one of the most fair and balanced courts that we've had since the founding of the Supreme Court. But all of these courts, what they were doing between the 1850s, really it started in, 18, in the 1830s, up until the 1960s, was they were following the examples of the lobbyists because they, the, the lobbyists, the labor unions, they would come in and they would petition the court and they would have a law be made and then the Supreme Court would have to rule on that and then they have to go back and review a case. So if you yeah, follow yeah. the constitutionality today, you could remove a whole bunch of those cases and say that if we believe that the Constitution uh, guarantees the rights of certain liberties uh, yeah, to the person, that these things aren't actually necessary. I'm going to challenge you on that. What's your position on uh, Loving versus Virginia? Do you think interracial marriage should be legal or no? I mean, come on. Interracial marriage is not something that the courts should really have any say in. But uh, they had laws against that. If people love each other. In yeah, the they had laws against it. But the fact is, is if we were going, if we were going to uh, follow the Constitution as it is. Yeah. There's no law that can be made against okay. that. The Constitution says that blacks are three fifths of a human being. Do you want the that? Constitution doesn't. The Constitution doesn't say that. You can't find anywhere in the Constitution where it says blacks are three fifths human. I, I th- I'm not. You know, I haven't read it, but they always say that during when they counted during the elections that black counted as three fifths of a person, didn't they? No, they didn't. That's never in the Constitution. The, what what they actually speak to is what happened in the Davis Bacon Act, mm-hmm. and and other acts that were passed which are not part of the Constitution, but were bills that were passed and which which will later become known as grandfather clauses and things of that nature. Those are not part of the Constitution. Those are state laws. And they have nothing to do with the United States Constitution. Yeah, but they're state laws. But how do you prevent the states from being uh, from oppressing its citizens? That's why we have the federal government has to interfere. You, you elect people to office in the state that will uphold the values of the people within the state. And if there's a case that need that uh, clearly breaks from the Constitution, you challenge it to the Supreme Court, and the Supreme Court will make a decision based on the constitutionality of that law. Yeah, but there's a, the Constitution didn't give the woman the right to vote. They didn't give the, the right for black uh, Americans to vote. The Constitution did not give them the right to vote either, though. That's the reason why the, that's the reason why the amendments were so easy to implement. Yeah, but the I'm Constitution saying- did not deny women the right to vote. It did not deny blacks the right to vote. And really, in my in my opinion, uh, the Emancipation uh, Amendments really weren't necessary 
to be amendments. What really all really all what was necessary was for the court to recognize that blacks are just as much a citizen as the others uh, members of society, or world, any slave, or just as much the citizens as the rest of them, according to the first five articles of the Constitution. That was really all that was necessary. But they went ahead and put the amendment in there. And I love how the amendments were way back when. They were short and sweet and to the point. There was nothing in those amendments that you could screw up and try to make words that didn't exist. Like if you take a look at later amendments, like the 20th What's your position on, on Dred versus Scott? Is it Dred versus Scott? Is it what it's called? Uh, separate, separate but equal? A separate but equal, um, it, in theory, it would work. But the problem with separate but equal is, is that if if you want to have separate but equal laws, you have to at the very first uh, produce equal laws for those for the two people facing it. Uh, one of the things that Dr. Thomas Sowell said um, is, for example, when you talk about grandfather clauses, poll taxes, or having to take literature tests before you could vote. There is absolutely nothing wrong with that. The, what made it a problem was you only applied it to one particular creed of people and not everybody else. That's where it, that's where it becomes a problem. So separate but equal, in theory it works, but if you don't have the same laws applied equally to, the, to, to both classes of people, then it's not separate and equal. So how are you going to have separate, two separate society in one country, in one nation? Does that make sense? Well, that's the biggest problem with America right now yeah. is there's no assimilation to American culture. You, you have all of these multiple different cul-de-sacs of cultures existing within the United States, none of them mingling with one another. So right. it is uh, 100% uh, a problem where we don't have the assimilation uh, of a nationhood here. And then, uh, really, that's the reason why you see so much crime uh, the way it is. Uh, yeah. You see so much, so much division. It's because you go talk to a person over uh, west side of Chicago, and to talk to a person in the north side of Chicago, it's like talking to. Uh, it's like it's like going to two different countries. There's no connection. Yeah, but to, at the end of the day, we're all Americans. You, you understand what I'm saying? Uh, you know, you and I think that way, but these culture, yeah. these culture wars, don't think that way. Well, these culture wars, uh, they not, they not, they don't make any sense. I mean, like right now, they're going after the, like for example, the the, the Republican Party or the public or the or the right gave up on the idea of CRT. Oh, it was it was overload six months ago or three months ago is critical race theory critical race theory now they threw it on the shelf now they pull out now they're chasing our drag queens and transgender community you well it's, it's part it's part of the same thing because you see the, the problem the problem is not the transgender community the problem is is when you are trying to force that community onto the rest of the population as if that is what is expected to be normal uh, for for example, Disney, who is the number one supplier of children's media within the world, and most right. definitely within the United States, wants right. to make fifty percent of their cast be transgender or LGBTQ, whatever the hell other letters are connected to that name. To, to make it fifty percent, if you want to make it an equal representation, is completely yeah. overboard. 
because these people represent less than 10% of the population and trans people represent less than 1.7% of the population. So the fact that you are forcing this upon young children who are still very impressionable and basically you're grooming them to grow up a certain way. It is, it is a very, it's very perverse. So it's not that trans people are the problem. It's the forcing of this upon kids. Like there is no reason why somebody in first grade should be doing papers on drag queens. There's no reason why you should have a field trip to go to, to a drag queen show when they're, when they're snorting cocaine, shooting heroin and fucking in the back room. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Don't be explain. Okay, I agree with you that uh, school should be off limit. But uh, is it right for a political movement to use this group and demonize them as a way to get people to the poll? I mean, to get them to 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 vote. I don't think I mean, anybody's demonizing them. I think what's what's happening here is uh, the left is having a problem trying to separate the idea of perverse uh, perverseness in front of children or perversing children from the idea of a grown man or woman doing whatever grown men and women want to do in their own comfort zones. But when you just, when you try to uh, bring that into the schools, for example, you have all of these trans people or, or uh, not, not, not so much the trans people, but the, the library readings where trans people have to come read to children. Like yeah. this doesn't make any sense. Why? Yeah. Why do you have to be in drag to come read to kids? Why do you have to be looking like you're going to a strip club to to be reading to eight year olds? Okay, I agree with that. I, I agree with that. That children should be off limit to any any cultural education. They should just learn how to read and write, and that's about it. And do math, and then as they get older, they should discover on their own. Uh, 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 um, uh, let me see what he wrote here. This guy wrote that he right here. You, did you see it? He said. The LBGT yeah, I see. I see what he says, but the fact the fact is, homosexuality is not a natural feeling. It's one of the most unnatural feelings of in the world. But it doesn't yeah. mean that you treat homosexuals differently than right. you would treat anybody else because they're still people. The problem yeah, the problem comes in is you do not create a protected class just because somebody wants to have sex with somebody of the same sex. You do not give them a protected status because of that. How about same-sex marriage? Is that a, I mean, what's the problem with that? If you want to play husband and wife, what, what, what the do you have to the, There's there's no real problem with it. The problem with it becomes when you try, uh, when you try to force religious institutions to marry when you can just go to a court. Yeah. You know, if, if if a religious institution says they don't believe in in homosexual marriage, and you try to force it anyway, you are violating their constitutional and religious freedoms. So, but do you agree, when you, you can just go to a court and do it? But do you agree with me that um, uh, um, uh, uh, um, they could be they could they, had, they could get married and have the I mean, yeah, because marriage marriage at this point uh, it's it's not something that is wholly religious, and as especially in today, marriage is strictly business. It's it's contractual. It's all about business. And, and yeah, yeah, uh, that's that's really all that marriage is. So it's it's, so the the problem the problem in America is is that the left and and the right continue to view marriage as something that is of a religious phenomenon when marriage has never been uh, wholly religious. Marriage has existed before religion has existed. Right. 
Yeah, okay, we agree on that too. That children should not, uh, I agree with that. I agree with uh, DeAndre about the children should stay, they should stay away from children. I don't know why they have these shows for. We never heard of them until now. We never heard of them. And see, that, that, that's, the, that's the problem. And then they say, then they're saying that the right is attacking trans people. No, mm-hmm. they're not attacking trans people. It's just when you are making this front and center like this, like, like of all of the things that you could choose to make a political issue right now, why are you choosing this? You could be choosing. I mean, I, it's it's stupid to be choosing the idea of going on on green energy when we still haven't been able to wean our what's up off of this. But why not focus on that and actually make real policy that you can that you can um, debate and exchange ideas or with both sides on? Why not make that your policy? Why is your policy? I got to get more gays and trans people involved with the children. Right. Makes no sense. And then they say that's critical race theory. When last I checked, trans people and gay people, they come in all colors. So there's nothing right. critical race theory about it. But the right. reason why they, the reason why it is considered to be critical race theory is because of the, the, the progenitors of critical race theory and Black Lives Matter, their mantra saying that they do all of this for the queers of their community, for the transgenders of their communities. So they they say one thing about, oh, well, I want to do this for blacks and all that stuff. But when you, when you actually read what they say, watch what they do and see what they promote, it's all the others. It's, ne- it's never about helping out this one particular community. It's all about propping up the gays and the, and the trans people as if they are the majority of the world when they are not. Right. Okay. Uh, what's next? You said you want to discuss that uh, the hunter, Biden hunter. Um... Well, yeah. Um, we you, we have some instances with Hunter Biden. I mean, Hunter Biden's laptop is a treasure trove. Yeah. I mean, uh, firstly, I, I I have to question why on earth is a uh, Hunter Biden is, is Joe Biden's daughter's uh, diary in you know been left behind why is it that why is the hunter you know to me i think hunter wants to sabotage his father because i think his father's been using him uh to get a lot of shady money and business deals over the years so something to something in back of my head is saying that hunter is trying to sabotage joe because you leave this laptop for two years and in this laptop you've got hunter stork coke jacking off shooting heroin, fucking bitches, you know, let him do that stuff. But on the other side of the laptop, you have him a voicemail, Joe Biden talking to him about the business deals in China. Joe Biden talking to him about the business deals in Ukraine. Joe Biden talking to him about about all of these different business deals that are all in the laptop. And Joe Biden says that he never had any business deals or business or knew about any of Hunter's business deals, never talked to him about it. But now we have him his own voice talking to him about it because of the laptop. So to me, it's to me, it seems like Hunter is trying to take his old man down. I don't know why, but it seems like it. Well, you have to understand uh, at that time, he, he's a drug addict. He was a crackhead. So he didn't have no sense of what he was doing. I mean, a drug addict. Oh, no, I don't, I don't buy into that because I know a lot of drug, drug heads and crackheads that would, that are in total control of what they're doing. And, and 
and you don't get to make millions of dollars like Hunter Biden has been doing or doing drugs and not be cognizant of, yeah, of they, what they, you're doing. They're all doing it. Let me show you this here. Did it come out or no? Okay, this is the Jared uh, Kushner. He's the son-in-law of Donald Trump. He got $2 billion from the Saudi as an investor. As a, he's not even an investor. This is bribery money. You understand? So they, they all do it. Uh, um, uh, yeah, but you see, you you had you can't prove that that's bribery money. But the problem the problem between trying to compare the Trump children to Hunter Biden is yeah. each one of the Trump children are actually do have businesses of yeah, some sort. Hunter Biden has none, no business experiences at all. He has no businesses. His own his only business comes from his comes from his father's influence to the rest of the world. Okay, they, they all use that, but these are the Department of Justice is, is investigating. So we're gonna know at the end if he, he if he did something legal or taxes, he's gonna pay the price, whatever it is. But I don't think uh, uh, Joe Biden is directly involved. I mean, he I mean he's, he he's said not, so, and it's in the voicemail. How could he not be directly involved? No, I, I think he, I, I, I read it. He didn't say nothing. He just said, uh, "I think you're, you're you're free or you're clear or whatever it is." You're home free or something like that. I don't know. I, I mean, when you when you compare everything that's been said by, uh, by by Tom Bobulinski, by the by the voicemails, by other testimonials that came from the laptop, where right. they said that that Joe Biden, they referred to him as the bit guy. He gets ten percent off the top. He's talking to talking to his son, clearing these things, and he just so happens to get involved in Ukraine. When they were investigating his son in Burisma holding, and he uh, lobbies a billion dollars to get the uh, the chief investigator fired, and otherwise they weren't going to get the money. Now that is an actual quid pro quo, um, but we don't talk about that because the other left will never uh, talk about that. I, I oh, what are we talk about Ukraine. Yeah, when when Joe Biden, oh, the guy, the guy was. Everybody, you know, the guy was corrupt. Everybody agreed. The European Union, they said you have to change. No, no, the- no one's talking about the talking about no. that. We're talking about the fact that Joe Biden is clearly made an ultimatum, which is which is the definition of a quid pro quo. You do this, I and I will give you that. He, he talked openly. He was at, a, at a, an economic forum. He said, "I told him you haven't told uh, since the time." Oh, you're not gonna you're not gonna get even a dollar. Yeah, but but you see the pro the problem comes from that when you talk to the Obamas yeah. about that same incident, yeah, Joe didn't have any clearance to do that, right? According to the Obama administration. So well, what Joe vice, was doing was in direct president. violation. Yeah, yeah but yeah. the vice president does not have that much power. Yeah, I know, but I mean he probably that's the only reason maybe you could say uh Obama should have done it. But he was clear that the the other uh, um, uh, attorney, whatever the, the, the general. But see uh, that that is a that is a actual legitimate quid pro quo, where you levy your political power and yeah. money in order to get somebody to do something for favorable for you in exchange for money, and yeah, that's exactly what he did. The prosecutor in in, in Ukraine was uh, corrupt as hell. 
even the European everyone Union, in Ukraine is corrupt. I know, but that, that person at that time, even the European Union didn't want to deal with him. The, the, the European not, Union is, they don't want to give him no money, so he was just acting on, 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 on the collective uh, um, agreement that this guy should not be in charge of all these billions of dollars going you know to a hole in Ukraine. See, the European Union is not the best person to do this because the European Union is corrupt. The European Union will only it will only give money to people that are going to push the new world order, uh, right. which is which is another thing that uh, just just happened at three twenty seven Eastern time. Where this is another thing we're going to get to with Joe Biden and Hunter Biden, but yeah. um, where he went he went in there and he said uh, they asked him, well, how long do Americans have to deal with these with these high gas prices? And Joe's answer is. They will have to do it for as long as it takes in order to get through with this. And then uh, until, just no, immediately. Finish, them, finish it, it until until Putin it, is defeated. Yeah, but then they then they then he said that this is a small price to pay for the transition off of the oil. So they need to continue to do this. And this is uh, his national economic advisor who said that this is for the for the liberal war order to work. They have to continue raising prices on gasoline. This, those are his words. He called it liberal world order. This is the this is the plan, and and everything that the European Union does is to advance this agenda of this liberal world order. It, it, it is there is nothing else uh, that they that they care about. Yeah, but they have this issue there. They're afraid of Putin. Putin was. Uh... Putin has been expanding like militarily for the last. They're not. Week. They're not afraid of Putin because if they were afraid of Putin, they would not be trying to provoke him to war. No, by I, by trying to invite Sweden, and uh, what what was the other one that did? It was Sweden. I think it was it was fin, uh, no, fin, fin, Finland. 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 By trying to invite Sweden and Finland into NATO, that is a direct violation to the and to the NATO agreement. Which was that they were not going to put any NATO colonies on Russia's border, and here they are going to try to do that at 800 miles of Russia's border. They are directly trying to invite invite aggression from Putin yeah, by yeah, doing man. that stuff. So they, so they were afraid of Putin. They would not be trying to encroach further into uh, his territory by the agreement that they set up. I agree with you that that NATO and the European Union are wrong. They try they they did enro uh, enroach on uh, Russian territory. They were not supposed to expand toward the the Baltics, toward Eastern Europe. But the issue here, what you're uh, okay, what Putin was doing is every country that has a Russian minority that is the residue of the Soviet Union, he will say that's a republic, just like uh, Hitler did when he went to Yugoslavia to Australia. To Australia. He went to uh, Georgia. He did the same thing. Moldavia. He said, "Oh, there's Russian-speaking people there. There has to be a Russian republic." So they 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 saw this guy is uh is slowly moving and creeping on. He's using the playbook of Hitler. What Hitler did in Europe in in the Second World War too. What Hitler did was after the 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 Hungary and Austria Empire collapsed, there was a lot of Germans. You know, the residue of people who lived uh, as one country. But when the country collapsed, you still have people who are let's say lived in uh, Tennessee or whatever. And they speak a different language. What Hitler did was say, "Well, we, I got to protect the German minority in that country, in that country, in that country," and they spread all over Europe. So Putin was doing the same thing. 
Putin did offer. He, he offered to join NATO. They said no. They're wrong. They, they said he has to apply. He said, no, I don't have to apply. I'm a big country. He wanted to join the European Union. This is 2003. They said no. You know why they were scared? Because Russia is a big country. It's about 150 million people. That's, it was going to overwhelm the power structure of the European Union. Of Germany. Russia was never going to overwhelm the power structure of anybody. Russia does not have enough money to overwhelm the power structure of any no, of the no, countries. No, no, I mean, in population, if you joined the European Union and became part of the bloc, you have 150 million Russians to 300 million Europeans. That's almost half the population of Europe. They said they don't want that because Russia was too big to join the European Union. It's going to overwhelm them, you know, with, with the population number, with people and the language and the culture. They want to stay in charge. It's all about power at the end of the day. Germany doesn't want to lose that power structure. And France doesn't want to lose it by inviting well, Russia. Germany, to- Germany has already lost their power structure. They gave up their power structure a long time ago when they stopped yeah, producing yeah. their own energy. Their their power structure belongs to Putin. Sixty percent of their energy comes directly from Putin. Germany I, does not have a power structure. Yeah, but they, it's the richest country in Europe, and it is a very powerful country economically. Yeah, uh, but they, yeah, but the they, Germans they, are, they, they they literally mean nothing without Russia. If Russia stopped giving them energy today. Germany goes bankrupt. Yeah, I know, but uh, they, they're going to... Trust me, these Europeans, they're very fucking smart, historically. Oh, who, who, are they going to, who are they going to turn to? They, yeah. they just tried to go with the, with, the, with the Saudis and failed. Macron came back, came back to Biden and said, well, they said that uh, Saudi, Saudis are not going to give you anything. They're not going to produce any more oil. Yeah, but... Uh, so we, we have to do something else. We have to produce our own oil, is what, is what uh, oh, Macron uh, said. The problem in Europe is the gas. Oil, they could maneuver here and there to Iran. They could have uh, Venezuela start to sun. But the issue that gas is only found in certain countries, like Russia, it has tremendous amount. And they well, have see, the gas comes from the oil companies, though. Yeah. And, and the, the problem that the, that the European Union is facing right now is that none of them produce their own energy. And when Biden... Uh, killed Keystone and then greenlit Nord Stream 2 for for Russia, well, he basically allowed Russia to monopolize the entirety of the European Union because there's no one to compete with those with those market values. Okay, let, let, let's be honest, Will, when we talk a little bit. Keystone is just an idea. They, even ha- they haven't even started building it yet. That's first of all. And second of all, uh, what is it called? Nord Stream Two has st- has been built a long time ago. They were trying to integrate uh, Russia into the the Western economy. You know, no. Uh, see, Nord Stream Two was sanctioned under the Trump economy, and no, no, it he, was stopped. It wasn't. It wasn't that they weren't no, able Trump, to actually produce oil got, from it because it, 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 Trump they started it. sanctioning it. Trump, Sanction. you gotta give him. You gotta give him credit for that. He told him you're gonna be too much dependent on Russia. Everybody exactly. Thought they sanctioned. They sanctioned yeah. it. But what uh, I'm Joe Biden that, comes in. Scraps yeah. the sanctions on day one, because and on, also on day one with the Keystone, with the Keystone pipeline, seventy thousand workers get put out of work on day one of the Joe Biden administration. But the problem we still get in the, in the United States, we still have we still have the same amount of oil. I don't know why it's high. We, no, we, we don't have the same amount of oil. With Joe why, Biden why? pulling Joe Biden pulling from the strategic reserve is not the same thing as us pumping our own oil. The strategic yeah. reserve is not is not uh, met. It, for, one, I know. For one million, I think he's pulling one million barrel a day. Okay, 
he could go. No, he's pulling here. more than that. He's he's, he's, going, he's, he's, going to, he's going to Saudi Arabia. They're gonna make a deal. Uh, they're gonna increase. The only the only problem they have is gas because gas is liquefied and it's very expensive, and they don't have the 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 equipment ready to to reserve it. Like in Germany, they have to build all these things like to. To, to to bring it back to gas. You understand what I'm saying? Because they get it as we liquid. Have, we have all that equipment here. We could yeah, do but, it between, between us and Canada right now. But Joe yeah, Biden won't allow it to happen. No, Germany. I'm talking about Germany. Germany is going to do that. It's building right now all these uh, uh, places because they're going to get the gas from Qatar. You know, it's a small country in the Middle East. And it has a, it's rich in this kind of gas. Eventually, they, they what they're trying to do is um, this, uh, Russia is dependent on the money that's coming from this oil, they can't stop because they need the money. And the European need the, the gas, so they're playing a little game here. They're playing war, proxy war. But at the end of the day, they're going to um, decrease their their um, their dependency on Russian gas and oil. And and, and how, they, how are they going to do that? They have no alternative. They could go to the Middle East and get anything they want. Trust the Middle me. East has already said that they're not going to do it. That, that, that's what that's what the entirety of the of the the big seven were meeting for just a couple of days ago and they had a whole meeting why? about how they aren't able to get anything out of the middle east you know why because uh biden this week i bet you it was a uh, crazy trump all you had to do is make a phone call and they, they bring it they'll deliver on their backs they're gonna they got whether they like it or not they're gonna increase because the middle east uh depends on the security on the united states of america yeah, yeah but it, it, it wouldn't. It would not make any sense for the Middle East to increase because if they do increase, they cut their own mark. They cut their own margins. They cut their profits. I, I know, but all he has to do is say, "Listen, we are in a, a, a in a tug of war with Russia. It's a matter of life and death. We have to increase the oil because we are not going to let Putin win the war. Now you have this choice: either you're going to increase the oil, or we're going to replace you with different Arabs as leaders. Who are they going to replace? Who are they going to replace them with? They they, they have. A, they have to. They have a coup. They just did in Pakistan. Remember the, the prime minister of Pakistan. Pakistan does. Pakistan. They don't. They don't even like us. Why? Why? How are we going to get anything out of them? No, no. They don't have no oil. But I'm telling you that uh, the prime minister Khan. He he was in Russia when the war started. He was shaking hands with Putin, and he said, "We have no." He said, "We're not going to take no sides." Two weeks later, no vote of confidence. He's voted out, and they bring the, a guy who was. Who came right to Washington and kissed the, the ring and the White House? They have that kind of power. They they have people they could replace regime. It's all regimes. It's all families. All they have to do is just give weapons to another family and overthrow their government. These are puppet governments. They are yeah, not you don't really- oh, you don't overthrow governments because every time that you do that, you wind up with what happened when we killed Saddam, what happened yeah, when, yeah, we took, uh, when we took yeah, out Gaddafi, uh, we, we took out Assad. This is what happens every single time. You don't go over there and mess around and poke the lion's den. I know, but the, listen, all they have to do is have a conversation. I know the United States could have that conversation. They could sit there, they could sit down with that young kid who, who killed a journalist, say, listen, you got to do something here. We have an issue here. We are we are on the brink of World War III, and it's true. They just activate about 300,000 NATO troops. So you have to do your job and give us more oil. That's it. And I bet you they will increase it in a minute. I know. No, they will. They, they won't. What, 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 is, what is the gain for them? Uh, as, as a as strict, strictly on business, what is the what is the gain that they get from that? The fear of losing their seat. Like right now, Saudi Arabia, the, the crown prince has all his family 
they're not allowed to travel out of Saudi Arabia. They, he took their money. Uh, a lot of people are in jail. He's scared. Are they going to overthrow him before he becomes king? That's the United States play. They always play this game of making uh, a kingmaker or making countries, presidents. They're, they don't need to use it. But, but you, you know as well as I do that the power structure in Saudi Arabia, when it comes to the multiple different princes that could come to the crown, it is a lot more about internal strife uh, for, the, for the title than it is about us getting involved. And as yeah. far as money is concerned, uh, what do they what do they have to worry about when China's right next door to them? And China, um, if we aren't careful over here, because I mean, our, we're we are not doing good. China is only a couple of trillion dollars away from surpassing us as the premier world economy. We, so, we, you know, yeah, go so, ahead. so what what do they have to lose by just shifting over? To China, which is their biggest trading partner. Uh, yeah, but uh, the the Saudi weapons are American-made weapons. Uh, there's about ten thousand American troops in Qatar, right in the next to Saudi Arabia, and they have the biggest naval base right across the street from them on Bahrain. So we have a big military structure in that area that China will not dare to play a little game there. This is that's America. China's already been doing it. I mean, you no, take a look. Yeah, what what did Joe, yeah, what did Joe Biden say? He said, um, but that's America's said neighborhood. That. That's America's neighborhood. They're not nobody's. Yeah, it's, not, it's not America's neighborhood anymore because China has already encroached on what we consider to be our neighborhood. China's yeah, getting ready to invade Taiwan. China's already uh, basically created a militia within the South China Sea. Uh, right on the banks of Japan, where we now have to have Marines going over there and doing military operations with the Japanese in order to try to prevent a war with China from happening over there. China steal our our intellectual property, so there's nothing stopping them from going in and taking some of the equipment that we left behind in Afghanistan and repurposing it and making equipment on par with ours. There's nothing stopping them. They've done it before. They've been doing it. That's really how they got their economy. It's by stealing all of our IPs and remaking it and selling it back to us. So China, they, they've they already made their move, and we haven't done anything in count, to counteract them. Yeah, but uh, trust me, uh, America is the big dog in that area. Even if China, even China depends on our economy to stay afloat. All the, all the American money, uh, we made China. We China is thirty years ago it was a backward country, uh, broke as hell, and I don't know why we did it. We just built it to the to the point now where we created this fucking monster. Now we have to neutralize this monster, and we'll be able to do it. I mean, America is very capable of doing a lot of great things when it comes to uh, uh, um, historically. America has has never met a challenge that it did not uh, was not able to overcome it like a real challenge. China it is a challenge, but China is dependent on Americans' money like Apple, like all these uh, Tesla, all these uh, companies, all all the stuff we buy from them. The issue here is we made a mistake or Europe made a mistake when Russia collapsed, they should have just embraced Russia and brought it into the European uh, 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 atmosphere, you know, traded uh, economically, and we don't need we don't uh, these assholes. They they kept it in the cold. They they took all the countries around it. I, I agree with you. They brought it into NATO. They brought it into the EU, and they left uh, Russia in the cold. 
they should have embraced it when we had that opportunity when it collapsed, and we this we, we will not have these issues. If Russia, well, yeah, I, I agree with that. I think that's true as well. Who's a, um, a but that, but that, that that wasn't what I was what I was going for because I don't I don't mean to excuse Russia of anything. Yeah. Um, but the, the, what what I was what I was really going for is not so much that what they should have done is that what they are doing is a direct violation to the agreement that they made. Yeah, and right. that's 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 the um, the uh, that is the uh, the precursor to this aggression that we're going to see come from Russia because they 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 made they drew a line in the sand and told Russia don't cross that line and then NATO crosses that line over into Russia's space and so they expect the, they expect Russia to just sit back and do nothing. And that that's what their problem is going to be. I think they 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 did it on purpose. They 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 created this situation. They wanted to bring Russia into a conflict where they could bleed it to death. You understand? Because they, well, they see, could, the problem is is that they they've actually, I you know I I you know you could think about that uh, the idea of bleeding Russia to death. But the problem is is what Joe Biden did here with removing the sanctions with. Killing our uh, our energy sector, allowing Russia to basically take over the energy sector. What they have actually wind up doing is, is they have made Russia's economy stronger. Russia's economy looked like it was going to fall off the face of the earth yeah, uh, yeah. in March, but now their economy is roaring because of the money because coming. They, the increase because they the have no competition. We could we could change that overnight. All we have to do, like the uh, Aita just said in the comments. Uh, we just have to let Venezuela sell its fucking oil like every other country. Venezuela to... is too poor to get involved in the game. No, no, no. We just let uh, we, we have sanctions. We don't let them sell their oil. They ha they have they have the number one. They they, they are... have the num they have the number one oil resources in South America. But the problem no, with no, Venezuela, no, no, in the world, number one in the world. Well, I, don't, I don't know. I don't know about the world because no, we have no, a lot. I, I studied this. Uh, but... The problem is we uh, we want uh, part of the money or something. So we said, oh, we need democracy. All of a sudden, we just need democracy in Venezuela, but not the other countries. And we put these sanctions. Now they're starving, and they have all this wealth under them. All we have to do is just let them sell the oil again. and that no, would the, the, big, the biggest problem with Venezuela is, is that they have outdated technology. Their oil will be virtually no good in Europe because they can't refine it to the degree that we can refine oil here. Yeah, yeah. That's the, that's the problem. That's the problem with Venezuela. We could they, refine it and sell it. It's no big deal. No, that Iran is a big deal because Iranian um, oil is you, the worst oil in the world. But we should let them sell their oil. If you if you increase by, all you need is two the, to three million barrels a day increase in the market, and it's solved the, right there. The problem is the technology involved in refinement. Refinement is what causes the cost of oil to go up, and when oil is, needs to be refined to such a degree, especially coming from the other hemisphere that costs a lot more money and that's going especially considering venezuelans do not have the money to produce those types of factories for those for that refinement they would have to outsource that uh, that work and that would yeah. still not supply them with enough money so they would have to raise the prices of their oil considerably in order to get a return on that business deal that, so that wouldn't help at all so i mean uh I'm gonna ask you a question. Uh, can you, what do you think is gonna happen? What's the end game in Ukraine? What do you think? Well, Russia's gonna win. That's that was always the end game. It was there was never a choice 
in the, in the matter. Now, now what what happens when Russia uh, finally takes over Ukraine? Now that's something that I can't predict. I don't know. I don't know how no, that power structure is going to change with no, with, not, with that. They're gonna uh, take but, over. Go ahead. Finish. I'm sorry. But go ahead. Russia Russia will take that, and that um, I don't know if Russia will expand further uh, than Ukraine. I know that Putin that Putin wants to. But if he takes Ukraine, he already has Crimea. He took that under the under the Obama administration. He doesn't really need to go much further than Ukraine because now he has access to all of the waterways, and yeah. that will allow him to increase his production. So, what happens after Ukraine? That's harder to predict. No, I think uh, uh, he's not going to take over Ukraine. He's going to take that region, the eastern region called the Donbass, where where Crimea is, what he took in two thousand fourteen. He's going to take that whole eastern part where all the Russian uh, uh, minorities live in there. They are, they are actually the majority, of course, but they are minority in the country because they're still the residue of the Soviet Union. He, he's going to stop there. I don't think he's going to want any more uh, uh, headache after that. Uh, oh, there's, there's, absolutely no, there's absolutely nothing that's suggesting he's going to stop, and there's no reason why he will stop. Nothing, I, from, nothing from the West has been offered that will say that Anything is going to change if Russia takes Ukraine. So Russia has no reason to stop at not well, just destroying yeah. Kiev and going straight in and taking the whole country. The reason they're going to stop because they can't take over that part of the country. There's a lot of Ukrainians, uh, natives, and, and it's very hard the, the way the, the the region is. It's mountainous and it's, and it's not an open. There's a lot of cities. The reason they went in the east, the east is an well, open see, area. You, it's an open you area. Make the, uh, you make the assumption that Putin is operating under some grandeur of benevolence. This, yeah. this is this is war. In war, you don't leave survivors. You kill them all and you replace them with your own loyal citizens. That's what Putin's going to do. So the yeah. ones who have not evacuated, they need to get out now. Or once, once he takes over, they will all die. There is no doubt about it. But did you see the destruction that already happened in just a short time? This whole cities have been... Yeah, that's the nature of that's the nature of war. I don't see why no, people continue, I, I continue see to act, the, like, act so yeah. surprised about it. I see war in the Middle East. It takes years to get that kind of destruction. This is fucking evil, uh, you know. It doesn't take years. Not with the technology we have now. No, one no, one the, bomb the, in the one bomb in the forty destroyed in the forties destroyed all of Hiroshima. Well, now, yeah. if you think about the bombs that Russia has. We have powerful nukes. Russia has powerful nukes. We have no, a I'm mother of all bombs. They have a mother of all bombs. But what I'm saying, you know, what I'm saying, we we could produce more powerful weapons. But let's not let's not forget that Russia uh, technically has tested the most powerful bomb to ever be detonated. Yeah, but these big nobody's going to use these weapons. These are last resort of survival. What I'm saying is that the, the kind of weapons they're using are very strong than the uh, third world country are using to fight each other. So what I'm saying is that they, they just destroyed a whole shopping mall. You saw that three days ago with people in it. The, the, Boom. You saw all the city just in weeks. It looks like they've been in war for 10 years. You, you understand what I'm It's such evil yeah. and hatred between them. They are willing to destroy each other. I mean, they used to say, oh, look at those Arabs. They kill each other. Now you got these white people. It's a white neighborhood. Well, it's not so much about white. It's not so much about white people or Arabs. It's about the fact that there's a war. There's a war. This is the vision of war. What, what's been happening in the Middle East as much as people want to call it war, 
It's yeah. not war. It's just bedlam and chaos. It's lots, yeah. lots of self infighting. That's not really war. Yeah. You know, uh, we, we could call it a civil war, so to speak, but it's not a real war. What right. Russia's what Russia's doing is war, and the way that you get things by with war, if you want to get a war over with in the most effective way possible, you yeah. cause the most collateral damage and and casualties as possible. And That's what he's doing. Period as possible in order to encourage the challenging side or the defending side in this case to to back down and surrender. And yeah. you know that is the image of war. You, you level you level entire you level entire cities, entire mountainsides in the image of war. It's not a pretty sight, but it's nothing that we haven't seen before. Well, I mean, we may not have seen it. We might not. We weren't alive then. But it's nothing that the world itself hasn't seen before as far as uh, the calamity that's happened. It may be faster because we have more technology than we did, you know, 50, 50 years ago. But it's the same result. That's what they do. And I think that, that kind of destruction, they, they destroy uh, uh, civilian infrastructure on purpose. They try yeah. to make it so costly that either you're going to surrender Oh, something because Russia is yeah, not it's one of the it's one of Russia, the, uh, the yeah Russia is the only losing, of war. Russia is only losing weapons and some men. They're not using actual property or there's no cities being destroyed inside Russia itself. So um, I don't know what the end is going to be, but uh, now it's like a yeah. You see a lot, a lot of people. A lot of people are also talking about oh, Russia's losing these tanks and all that stuff. Well, when it comes to tanks, Russia has the most tanks out of any country in the world, and most of Russia's tanks are old model tanks. So the tanks that are on that are in the on the ground in Ukraine right now are those old tanks. And right. it's really nothing for him to lose those. Those those have already been bought and paid for. So the newer tanks which haven't which haven't touched the ground yet and Russia doesn't have as many of those newer ones as we do. Uh, right. but those haven't touched the ground yet. So he's not really losing any real money when it comes to the, the damages that are happening to his uh to his armory they're they're old they're old outdated equipment so he's using those before he starts using the more advanced tech um so i mean i mean as far as as far as war is going russia uh russia is playing a pretty smart game they're playing almost by the book of sun Tzu's art of war as far as war is concerned um the way it looks for the rest of the world it looks horrible but I mean, this is this is a battle that Ukraine has to fight, and if Europe, if Europe really cares that much about it, they would be involved. But they're not because they don't really care that much about it. Right. right. Oh, okay. So, in other words, um, this uh, it's about saving face right now. Uh, the the West, so I say that they're not going to let Putin win, and he's he, and he has to win because he for him to survive politically, he has to win in the war. Because uh, uh, they are, uh, he's operating under a different uh, 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 political uh, structure. They're going to kill him if, you, if well, he doesn't. The, the, see, see yeah. this, this is the thing that people get wrong about Putin. It's not that he has to win for political structure. Putin is seventy years old. It doesn't matter whether he wins or not. He's not going to be here much longer to begin with. So he's getting. He's doing. The same thing that our corrupt politicians here in Washington are doing. A lot of them are so old that this is their last opportunity to push their agenda and get it done before 
there's nobody else. Putin's yeah. doing the same thing. He's going to do what he has to do while he before he's done. Because let's not forget forget the fact that he's also battling cancer at the same time. Yeah. So he's doing what he's got to do, and in, in in his in his role book, he's doing what he has to do to get the, to get the agenda done that he wanted to do 22 years ago. Really longer than that. He's probably been wanting to do this for 40 years. And he, he's like, well, I'm old enough now where it doesn't matter. I, I have a I have a green light uh, yeah. right now with what Biden has done and what the European Union has done. I have a green light to do it right now. I'm going to do it. If we win, we win. It's great. If we lose, I won't be here to face the repercussions anyway. All right, uh, there you have it. So I think we we covered a lot of stuff. You want to rest now? It's about an, we did about an hour and change. What do you think? Yeah, you know, I think we well, pretty much covered pretty much covered every. Uh, we, had a, we had we had a, we had we had a better uh, the conversation when it's only the two of us. I mean, there's a, a you know a take a back and forth where we were able, you know, to uh, cover. But yeah, it's it's much easier to moderate when it's just two people. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I mean, we had a conversation, but when we had like four or five people. I don't know how they do it. Like we last week, you guys, you and uh, Melanie just stole the show, and we just we were all looking at you. Everybody just left. Yeah, I said, I said, I hope they'll have a gunfight in that inside the computer. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so uh, uh, um, thank you for coming, and I hope we, we we're doing all right so far. This is, I think, this is our first episode. We're gonna get better as time comes. We're going to try to invite more people. This week, I, I I didn't reach out to anybody. I just said, let me relax one week and do one week a lot of yeah, people. Yeah, you know, I, I said the same thing. Me and Rhett did the same thing. You know, we go, we go, we go, we produce so much content moving so fast. And, yeah. you know, we ha- we also have our own work lives and our lives outside of work. So yeah, yeah, sometimes yeah. we get overwhelmed, especially like me. I, I do a show almost every day. I only take like one day off and I'm, I'm up from four o'clock in the morning until 12 o'clock at night every day. And He's so, the, the, sometimes the black I take rest. Uh, I've taken the last two weeks off. You know, okay, uh, you know, uh, I'm like, I'm like, I needed to rest, but at the same time, uh, we're building up more stuff on our show. Uh, yeah. Politically provoked, they still, send, you know, Todd, Todd still sends me messages. Not so much through other show, but you know, they, they. Uh, keep... I could understand. You know, I, I was interviewed one time by Todd. And I asked him, he said he's going to give me an opportunity to, to debate some of these uh, crazies that come in there. And the issue I have with Todd is uh, the show have become more extreme, more extreme, more extreme, more extreme, more extreme. Well, see, that's that's what they've been saying, too. Todd's been saying that he's been, you know, trying to dial dial them back. And I keep I keep telling them the reason why you guys keep losing your discord, the reason why you keep losing your pages is because your moderation sucks. You allow them to say whatever they want. Um, not not so much the moderation of the content itself, but yeah. the moderation of the chat room, the moderation yeah. of what they type in the YouTube live chats. Yeah, these yeah. things are getting you guys killed. You, they're typing all types of racist stuff, uh, Nazi stuff. Uh, no, they invited. They invited this guy from Australia. He's like one of the biggest fucking uh, white nationalists in the world. They had they had a good they had a good uh, uh, structure. The show was to bring people to debate. Just tell them before they go and listen. You gotta respect TOS because we want to survive in here. You could debate. We know what you stand for. Like when I did the interviews, I did interviews with white nationalists. I just told them, listen, don't use that word and that stuff. Just use white activists. Or I mean, don't go. Just you know, let's have a conversation without hurting. Well, you know, 
you use the term white nationalist, it catches <laughs> more. It catches more on the title. It's a, it's a, you know what, what is it? Click, it's clickbait. You see, you see the word white nationalist. People are like, oh, but what's the racist thing happening today? So I, I don't really have a problem with them doing that. But the problem that I have with it is, is that every single time they have this, the, 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 the IQ debate. debates and stuff like that, yeah, they, yeah. they never bring on uh, anybody that actually challenges those those assertions. You bring, yeah. they, and then then when they bring on uh, the the white replacement stuff, they have white people on talking about the issue, but yeah. you don't have any other people of of other colors talking about the issue because there yeah, are yeah yeah there, to give there, up, there yeah. are numbers there are statistics and real data that yeah. that people can provide yeah uh, you know and that that's 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 my issue of what with what they do it's, yeah it's but they not, lost they lost uh, youtube they were getting big on youtube that's the, the yeah they, the, they lost the youtube because that was uh, the toughest thing. they're not gonna sell it. they're not making no money right now they went on cozy tv whatever that shit is yeah. they're not gonna make you know no money. The, 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 the problem like i said is their moderation sucks they have to stop allowing these trolls to come into your chat rooms and just yeah. type whatever because they because I guarantee you that the trolls that are in there typing the racist stuff are the yeah. ones that are reporting you to YouTube and and Twitch and all those trying to get you banned because they're saying, well, look, they, they promote racist stuff, but they're the ones that are typing the racist comments. Yeah, that's and, it, and, it, and it doesn't help that over the last several months, Britney's right. been on this white, this, this white replacement uh, train. Yeah, every, yeah. Every, every video's just been White replacement this. She's been she's been re- reviewing and reacting to the old Jerry Springer KKK um, episodes. You know what happened is to get those kids coming and they're very loyal. I saw that. I have one time I had an interview with a guy named Hake. You know Hake uh, from the Hake Report. He's a nice guy and all that, but he's crazy with his politics. You know, but I saw the the, the response to my uh, channel like twelve hundred twelve hundred views. They all commented. They all DM me. Thank you. They have this strong, energetic base. So once you taste that flavor of people following you, you get you go worse. You, you know, you, you do worse and worse and worse. So yeah. please, and 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 like yeah, I said, yeah. the problem is they never have anybody to come in with facts alter uh, alternate alternative to what these white uh, white replacement people are saying. Because I mean, yeah. there there is a replacement that's happening in the country, but it's not a white replacement. Yeah, it's a replacement of the culture. It's not a white replacement. It's just that uh, yeah. less and less people are are feeling like Americans, and yeah. more and more uh, immigrants. And not yeah. necessarily say that immigration is a bad thing, because legal immigration is a good thing. Uh, yeah. With with limitation, I believe that you need to cap it at a certain point. You don't want to be overpopulated. No, but, you don't. Yeah, um, do. But when you have now. The, the Hispanic population has overtaken blacks as the number as the minority, yeah, yeah, and then yeah. the, and then the Arab population is on the rise, and yeah, all yeah. of the populations are on the rise. And at the same yeah. time, with America's abortion rates, birth rates for whites and blacks, and really natural born Americans, it's not so much blacks and whites as it is natural born Americans. Their birth rates they are all down, with the exception yeah. of the Jews, the Asians, and the Hispanics. Their rates yeah. are their rates are going up, so there are there are numbers. You know, there there could be a wonderful conversation to have about that white replacement stuff, but you don't entertain it. You just have the same people on here talking about white this, white I, I, that. 
I tell you, I have, I know somebody, his name is Knight, uh, I think uh, Knight Nation or something. Uh, uh, he's a nice guy, but he's like one of those. Uh, I'm going to invite him next week and we can try to have that conversation. What do you think? I think it'll be fun. I think uh, if Brett's feeling good, feeling okay, I mean, I think he'd have fun with that conversation too. All right. Okay. So uh, until we meet next week, uh, thank you. Have a good, have a good week. Oh, a good weekend. A happy 4th of July, uh, DeAndre. Okay. You too. I'm going to enjoy. Uh, birthday of the United States. Yeah, stay away from the pork, all right, brother. When you barbecue, okay. Stop. Oh, I'm about to, I'm about to make a pork tenderloin roast right now. <laughs> all right, <laughs> stuffed all right. with sausage. <laughs> uh, all right, take care, my brother. Have a good week. You too.